Hello and welcome to episode one. This is Chef Jill Vosich. I am so glad you're here and thank you for joining me on my very first episode one podcast of competitive coaching with me. You guys, it's February 29th and how often do we even have a a leap year? I mean, that in itself is so special. So what better day to come to you and present to you a series of conversations dedicated to competitive coaching. And um, if you've been following me on my other platforms, welcome. And I'm so glad you're here too. If you're just now discovering and learning about me, welcome. Uh, At the end of this, I will link you to all my platform so you can join the discussion, you can join the interactions. And where this really got started was on my Facebook. That's where I really, really put a lot of emphasis and spent quite a bit of my time um, helping and developing uh, young people, old people, all kinds of people in the culinary profession who want to raise their competitive standard. And also through culinary competition, which as you know, if you're in that format, it is so very powerful. So um, today, yesterday in our, uh, in my live, I go live in my Facebook group. And um, so my Facebook page, you guys, if you want to just sort of save that and mark that down for, um, for, so you have it at your fingertips is called, um, my Facebook page is competitive coaching is called the range rider dash competitive coaching. And that's where I feature everything about competition, remaining competitive for your job. And then to the to the top of that page, I have pinned my collaboration group. And that's the part, that's where I really want to sort of drive you because it's a group of professionals, mostly people that follow my page. And they are in a group where we get to chat and connect. And I, I go Facebook Live in there almost every day. I'm going to be going uh, Facebook Live in there pretty frequently because I want to drive and generate a lot of discussion. And, and all the conversation is around culinary competition, remaining competitive in your jobs and the challenges that are faced to us as chefs in our field when we are trying to also take care of ourselves through education and training. And it is so hard when we're always taking care of others. That's the whole premise of our business. It's taking care of others. It's hospitality. It's service. It's a service industry. And as we know, those that falls on days, nights, weekends, holidays, where we are taking care of others before we take care of ourselves. And it's vital as culinary professionals that we stay current, we stay active. Those of you that follow me are that are educators or students, you want to be on the cutting edge of what is going on so you can transfer that knowledge to your crew. And you guys, I get the challenges. I've been in it. I've been in the grind for many, many years. I think I'm now crossing into my 30th year in this profession. I don't dare count. It almost scares me. But um, nonetheless, here we are. Thank you for joining me. I am going to reflect upon uh, in this particular episode, I'm always going to try to tie it to things that we talked about in the group uh, on Facebook or other interactions that I've had with people on my pages or, you know, something that's a takeaway. So, in reflecting in yesterday's discussion in the group, one of the things that we had the chance to do is one of our members, he posted pictures uh, regarding a competitive platter. And so the conversation that I want to go into today is regarding some of the things that I touched upon with him to make him uh, get a better result down the road. And some of the stuff that I see can make a huge, huge impact in your competitive results. So before I go into that, let me give you a little bit of a background on me. 
if you don't know me very well. And some of you, I guess, are getting to know me better because uh, of being on Facebook and you can see me interacting with you live every day, um, which is just so cool. I mean, the fact that we're not using technology more in this profession, it makes me crazy that youngsters and, and chefs who are seasoned have to go to a culinary competition and they have to wait six months or eight months or a year or two or three years before they can interact with their peers at the next event, the next competition, or if they're not able to do it more than that that sort of frequency. It's hard to get growth and it's hard to, to move your profession and your understanding forward. So I'm using technology, guys. I am so motivated to use this to our advantage to push forward the conversations that will give people the opportunity to excel even faster. So my background, I've been in the culinary profession, uh, just to introduce you a little bit more about me. And if I don't know you yet, if you if we've never had the chance to meet, and I sincerely mean this, I want if you see me at an an event somewhere, a competition, a function, and I don't, I don't know who you are, and I have yet to meet you, please uh, take the time to introduce yourself, extend yourself, extend your hand. Um, I don't ever want to not acknowledge and I want to know um, who who follows me and who's, who's trusting me to guide them. Um, I sincerely want to meet you. So I just want to put that on the table. But nonetheless, um, I've been in this profession quite a long time now. And I started competing at a very young age. Um, I was, I think, 17 and a half or 18 years eight of age when I first, and I did my first culinary competition and it was part of a class and the it was a, an experience where I had to join up with a partner and we entered a culinary salon. It was a cold food salon and we did okay. It was pretty impressive actually. I couldn't believe it. We scored a bronze medal and um, for as wonderful as that was, I guess at the time or seemingly so that it was such an achievement to even medal, I knew there had to be more to this because I couldn't believe, I absolutely could not believe how quickly I was able to immerse myself into a new discipline uh, that I knew nothing about outside of, okay, let's cook this stuff properly and do our best to describe this detailed work in a menu and then, um, you know, see how I did. And then you get feedback from these amazing judges who don't know you, so they're being as objective as possible. With they're giving, they're giving you feedback on what to do to improve, and I just knew it was this crazy accelerated pro- approach to learning that I had never experienced um, by sitting in a classroom. Now, my culinary school experience was extraordinary. It was a com- community college where I later worked for a number of years, and um, I'm so proud of that experience because it just, of course, shaped me in so many ways. But it was culinary competition that literally put me to the moon and back. And from there, I never slowed down. I kept competing and achieving and competing and achieving. And I always paid attention to what the judges told me. And I literally looked at it as an accelerated pathway. So nonetheless, it led to me uh, getting the opportunity to join Culinary Team USA. And long story short, there's so much to share with you in between all that window of time. But I made the culinary team twice and I was team captain twice and we did incredible work and it was I was so proud of that experience. And again, just reflecting on the power of culinary competition, um, it was this incredible uh, uh, ascension into understanding excellence. 
and it was quick and it was it was just accelerated it was so so unbelievably fast-paced learning and I just soaked it up and I, I did well and I, I thrived in the format and it led me to then becoming a certified judge and now I've been serv- serving as a certified judge for 20 years So nonetheless, this podcast isn't about me. I am the one doing it. I am here moving forward the profession in my own little way to help you also advance. So going back to that discussion a few moments ago where I was um, talking about the group yesterday where Chef put, one of my uh, members put up his platter and shared their feedback that he received from the judges. And it was outstanding. The, The feedback was outstanding. He got a bronze. I guess prior to that, he had received a silver. So he was fluctuating. So I had the discussion with him by way of a live, a Facebook live, where a number of people have now seen it and provided some comments, but more or less, they're just taking me in because I I know I'm a lot. I come at you guys totally different than, than most people ever will. I fully think differently. And I think you have to think differently to be um, innovative. So one of the things that I pointed out to Chef on his display that I want as food for thought and something that's sort of a takeaway from this first live. So you kind of get a feel for me and my vibe on where I want this to go and how I want to help you. Guys, I just, uh, we emphasize color and his color, the platter, the, the, the colors on his pla- uh, platter were very, they were hovering in a very um, brown and very organic and a very, uh, I guess, earthy tonality. And I said, chef, one of the things that I, you know, I don't know if he had ever been told this before, but it's something that I want you guys as listeners to really soak in and put this into your mental hard drive is the pow- is the power of color. And right now, his platter is very much within this real organic, earthy tonality. And I really want you guys to think about the power of color and how color can make an impact. And a lot of the trends that I'm seeing internationally with color are focusing on light and bright. So put that into your memory bank and understand that how can you make food look so appealing with approaching color uh, that is light and bright because heavy and dark is 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 not so and it's not as appealing now if you're talking chocolate dark chocolate that's darn appealing that's delicious but even think about the color ranges that you find within chocolate there's white and then there's milk and then there's dark chocolate but dark chocolate is not you just can't say it's dark chocolate the percentages of uh, that uh, within the 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 dark chocolate family then also change the color so there is so much to learn by way of saturating yourself in color so here's what I want you guys to think about and I want you to think about how can you apply this to your development of competition okay culinary competition and culinary competitive menus is I want you to go to a paint store I want you to go to Lowe's Home Depot I want you to open up a home decorator magazine. I want you to go to a furniture store. Go to Ikea. I don't care where the hell you go, but you need to sit in a space where you can understand and soak up color. You need to get on the internet. Go Google, guys. Google. My gosh. Google and YouTube and all these these tools which are literally in the palm of your hands. You have access to color palettes. 
understand color. Watch shows like A Fixer Upper on HGTV and study Chip and Joanna Gaines and how they have been transforming homes with the use of color. And her style is so driven by color. And and you could say that she has a that she has a vibe that she actually she carries no matter what the style of the home is. She actually carries this vibe of color through everything that she touches. She's like the Midas of of farmhouse style and it's pretty fantastic. So, um, you know, just get on the computer and do some Google searches. Even if you just study colors around the United States, like if you think when you travel to Florida and the Caribbean, the Floribian colors, the Bahamian colors down in that region, as opposed to traveling to the Southwest, and when you start to see uh, colors which are are rust and and brick and tan and beige and turquoise, I mean, around the country. Anywhere you go, you have examples of color palettes. Look at the Grand Canyon, for example. Just looking at the strata, the the the, the tones of color in the rocks um, that make up the Grand Canyon, and at the very bottom is the water, and all that changes with the lighting. And I know I'm getting like out there on you guys, but let me tell you what: this is how I want you to think, because that's how I think. And when I bring that concept. And these these ideations and these ideas to menu development and and developing a pathway to a story, your food will start transforming. Now, let me be clear here. We're not cooking for color. We're not cooking to put green on the plate or purple or all these obscure circus. You know, we're not decorating a birthday cake here. We are we are developing a story around your presentation, around your menu, around your season, whatever it is. But when you understand the power of some of these subtle things that probably aren't discussed in cold food competitive formats or hot food competitive formats, or even just in your day-to-day life of writing menus, I'm telling you, it changes the way you look at the world. And as a judge, when I walk up to a table where someone has taken into thoughtful consideration the the tablecloth, matching the plates, matching whatever little props are in and around, not that it makes a difference on your score, because at the end of the day, it's all about the food, period. Just understand that fully and only about the food. But you walk up and you see that wow that someone took the time to develop and give an emotional response which told a story and and left the the diner or the judge with a feeling. Guys, it is it is gold medal all day long. So, I'm going on 15 minutes here. I'm going to close out now and I'm going to just sort of leave you with a little bit of inspiration and hopefully you have some takeaways there because I want to, that's where I see this going in terms of sharing with you and talking with you and raising your competitive game because I will talk to you differently and I hope to inspire you guys um, to grow your competitive game and uh, just think differently on how you, you approach all your menus and all your culinary development. Okay, so once again, where can you find me? My website is jilltherangewriter.com and that's where I have all my information. Many people have asked me how they can work with me one-on-one. I do coaching, I do I do phone consultations, I do photo reviews. Send me, you know, reach out through my website jilltherangewriter.com and I'll be totally in touch with you. Super excited to work with new people and help to, you know, want to bring out your best. My Facebook pages, of course, you can look me up. It's the Range Rider-competitive coaching is my uh, my 
coaching page. And then the group, which is the most dynamic side of everything, is called the Range Rider Culinary Competition Collaboration. So just click ask to join there and we will get you in there. So I am super excited. Like I told you, I I just I feel it. I want to I want I want to see I want to see you guys wearing those medals that are that my favorite color is gold. And I want to see you. Um, I know you have yet to live up to your best potential. So I will close on that. Thanks for joining me and I will see you on the next episode.